Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Thank you so much for your company here on Newsdesk. We are live on DSTV channel 421 and on your digital television, also online on myjoyonline.com. Details now. The Public Procurement Authority has given approval for a transaction advisor to be gotten to lead the process of identifying a suitable private sector entity with the requisite technical and financial capability to help dispose the Saglami housing project with cost the state $200 million. Now, this follows Cabinet's directive to the Minister of Works and Housing. It is to be disposed of at the current value to a private sector entity to complete or on what sale to the public at no further cost to government. But joining us is learning the new cost at almost $200 million after some assessment was done. Sector Minister Francis Asensubwache tells us more. Thorough. Uh, feasibility studies were done. In fact, it's a, it's a, it was a requirement before finance ministry will commit funds to. And after the feasibility studies, it went before a panel of experts who sat on it and approved it before the Ministry of Finance committed funds to it. Mm. Of course, I did mention the use of local materials. That's one of the strategies we want to adopt to address the housing deficit, housing issues in the country. Because one of the reasons why it costs so much is because all our building materials, raw materials, are imported. And it's become even difficult lately because of the current global crisis. So what kind of indigenous raw materials are we talking about? I'm talking about, for now, the burnt bricks, mm. clay, which we have huge deposits in many parts of the country, in the Ashanti region, in the Central region, in the Bonafo region. But unfortunately, they are still expensive. Right. Okay. It's because the industry is not developed. We want to use this project mm. as a catalyst for people to uh, realize that, hey, this band bridge can be used. People develop interest in it, develop the taste for it, because many people don't want to use the band bricks. If you're able to create demand for it, it will also create sup- supply for it, and you can have mass production, and you can enjoy economies of scale. And in that case, the prices of these uh, raw materials, burn base, will come down. Then we develop the, 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 the raw materials, the local building materials industry, mm. so that the average cost will come down, and, uh, and it will help 
in 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 our local housing industry state housing corporation has already is one of the contractors or one of the developers that have taken advantage of this and is working on apart from the state housing we understand that the others are from the private sector yeah uh, they are all from the private state yeah. housing uh, pretty much is a private sector. it's owned by the state all right, right but mm. it's, it's in the market to to make profit yeah and the the 60 percent that you are targeting that you want to address their housing mm -hmm. needs mm -hmm. Now let's look at the cost. Uh, studio around twenty thousand. One bedroom. One bedroom. Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. Mm -hmm. Two bedroom. Thirty seventeen thousand. Thirty four thousand. And then three bedroom. Mm -hmm. So what is the f financing arrangement? Is it a case that's going to be a, a one-off payment, or they have to pay it within okay. a certain period of time? Okay. So, um, the Ministry of Finance has a program called Home Ownership Fund. That one uh, is a blended financing arrangement between the government and some selected banks. That government subsidizes the banks to provide mortgage arrangement, mm -hmm. mortgage facilities to, to, to workers or any, or any person who has a dedicated source of income. Mm -hmm. Okay, that fund is going to help finance 10% of these housing units. Okay. Originally, the idea was to do more, but we are all aware of our current mm. financial situation. So government is not going to be able to provide uh, a lot more subsidies as we had envisaged. Mm. But for now, 10%. Uh, we have worked with the unions who have, many of them have decided to, to take, provide offtake for these housing units for their members, teachers, nurses, Guta Traders Union. Okay. Yesterday, so it's not only for the public sector. No, 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 not for only for the public sector. Yesterday, Guta came there with a bus load of its members, mm. very excited and ready to to offtake. Okay, and the 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 developers and the banks also have their own arrangement for um, you know certain um, payment arrangement so that uh, as many people as possible. Can, can access this. So in this case, how do you protect those who are really deserving of it? Such that it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't go into the situation where somebody probably may have so much resources. No, 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 no. It's, 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 it's very important. And uh, it's one of the things that we have put in place mechanism to avoid. Because mm -hmm. you don't want a situation where uh, rich people like Elton John <laughs> go and buy five states. <laughs> yeah, but you put in mechanism. First of all, you have an income-based uh, eligibility criteria, okay. so that if you earn a certain amount, you'll be disqualified. Mm. Secondly, you have a no-resale policy. Once you sell, once you buy it, you cannot sell. And if, but if you want to? If you want to. You sell it back to the developer? Well, you, you cannot, <laughs> because uh, the idea is that you want to avoid a situation where someone will just come and buy 10, and uh, resell it to uh, uh, so once you buy it you cannot you cannot sell okay instead you, nobody will be allowed to buy more than one okay yeah so this it happened in many countries when i went to south africa and uh, this one was not just affordable housing it was actually free housing mm. for people who were living in slum areas that government the government they had provided you know some basic housing unit for them Yet people were <laughs> wanted to sell them. Okay. Okay. So they had uh, put in place this mechanism to make sure that you cannot resell and uh, and all that. So we we learn from uh, what has happened, best practices happening in other parts of of, of the world, and, and we are replicating that. And that was uh, the interaction between my colleague Elton Broby and the Minister for Housing. To some other stories now, physician assistants are still on strike. Uh, they are asking for changes to be made to the Health Professions Regulatory Bodies Act uh, 857. They want freedom to operate independently. We also know that CTAC has been on strike for some time. Yesterday we were told by the Executive Secretary for NLC that there was supposed to be a meeting and uh, we will be getting details on that. But let's first speak uh, to the national president of CTAG, Mr. Obenghima, and also uh, Mr. Ofusu Asamoah, who heads the National Labor Commission. Good morning to you, uh, Mr. Ofusu Asamoah. So first off, let's start on that, that meeting that was supposed to happen between the NLC and 
the physician assistance yesterday. Did it happen? What were the conclusions? Yes, it did. And let me correct it that uh, the physician assistants are not on strike. The strike has been called off. So currently they are put. Right. Thanks for the update. And you heard it here uh, first on the Joe News Channel. So um, tell us what agreements were arrived at or what conclusions were arrived at for which reason the physician assistants decided to, uh, you know, back down on the strike. Yes, uh, we appeared before the commission and uh, after preliminary hearing, they have decided to go and sit and consult on the, their areas of disagreement and report to the commission in a month's time, on the 16th of next month. So they've been given one month to go and uh, consult, try to iron the difference and report to the commission. Right. And, uh, and this meeting was supposed to be between the NLC, the physician assistants, and the Medical and Dental Council or the Ministry of Health, where the, the other parties present? Yes, yeah, the Medical and Dental Council were here. You know, the, the, the Ministry of Health is a mother ministry, and it has several agencies under it, with each of them having an area, a defined area of operation. And this was within the Medical and Dental Council, so they were here to deal with the matter. So there was not much need of the Ministry of Health, because mm. um, the manpower were going to be here, not doing anything in the office, just to come and here. So um, it's been dealt with by the party as the medical and dental council and the physician. If it test can, then the ministry will come in. Right. Um, and I know that the, the physician assistants have been very forceful with their demands and very vocal about it. I'm just wondering the manner this meeting took. Um, was it quite an aggressive meeting? How, how exactly did the, the physician assistants... Oh, you see, the, 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 the aggression is just a hype in the media. I mean, the, when issues come up, they are settled by human beings through negotiation and through give and take. As you sit at the table, don't fight to settle issues. So the hype and the supposed tension are just one of the media in the, in the public. But uh, it's a cool, it was a cool meeting. Right. So after a month, are they supposed to present a, yes, a, a, a single document of the, what the two parties have agreed, or you need to have a meeting again? Uh, to to discuss the, the, the decisions that the two parties have arrived at? Yes, they will present wherever they have arrived at, and then the commission will look at it and either adopt it as its ruling or if there is a need to go further. About the, the CTAC situation, and yesterday I spoke to you about it, and you said that everything had been done. Uh, what all the CTAC, CTAC had to do was to um, escalate the issue in the court on their own. I, I just want to know if you have had any interaction with CTAC since we spoke yesterday. Um, you see, we invited CTAC to appear before the commission yesterday because they had made an earlier complaint that uh, the government side has not honored this part of the um, award that was given them by the National Labor Commission. So we wrote a number of letters to the government side on the 10th of, on the 11th of July, on the 12th of July, and on the 31st of July. Since their strike was scheduled to start on the um, 1st of August. So having not received response to our earlier few letters of 11th and 12th, we had to follow up again on the 31st, which was virtually the last day. Suddenly on the 31st, we responded very late with um, an attachment from the Ministry of Finance where they have been given the, the warrant to pay off the all that is due the CTAC. And uh, according to them, as they appeared before the commission yesterday, that the warrant that was given them dated on the 17th July. This came at a time when uh, computation of salary for the month of July had been done already. So they did not pay them in July, as earlier on again, so that they don't go on the strike on the first of August, and that the only time that they could pay was to add to the August salary. So it was one of the pleas, so very belatedly, to the CTAC, 
that yes, we were supposed to pay you or do our part, we haven't done it. And these are reasons we did not get the warrant to pay you early enough. Unfortunately, it came to me that he had called the strike already. So the commission invited them for yesterday, and I said um, the letter went this as well, so they wrote to us that they were unable to attend. And further contended that uh, they thought that there weren't any issues for discussion or settlement, and that all that was needed at the time was for the government to comply with the award that was given them. Uh, so they thought that we could uh, for a commission to impress upon the government to perform. And and I think that is exactly what we were doing by writing those three letters and summoning them for the commission. And uh, they came before the commission and brought evidence to show that steps were being taken to make good the award. So the commission has directed the staff to come before it on Wednesday coming. But it is not for them to determine whether there are issues are sick or not. Is an indication, a directive from the commission that appears. So it is the commission that will determine if issues are there to settle. So that is where we stand now. So yesterday, it's been agent to Wednesday for CITAG and the ministry to appear. But Wednesday next week? That is true. Right. I appreciate your time here. That's Executive Secretary of the NLC, uh, Mr. Ofusu. And they're sharing details with us. And uh, just for purposes of clarity, CTAC is still on strike, uh, but the physician assistants called off their strike after that meeting uh, with the, the NLC and the Medical and Dental Council. Sorry for the earlier mishap there. But let's do some other stories now. The devastating imprint of illegal mining on farmlands is taking a toll on Ghana's agri sector, food security, and biodiversity. It's been estimated the country may in the coming years struggle to feed indigents if measures are not instituted to fight this. Fortunately, 50 acres of land in six districts within Obuasi and the Adansi areas, uh, degraded by illegal mining, are being reclaimed through an oil palm plantation. Emmanuel Brightquaker has more in the following report. Several open shallow pits dotted across an abandoned illegal mining site at Adasi on the outskirts of the Obuasi municipality. Like other communities and agricultural plantations ravaged by artisanal mining, the impact of the illegal activities are glaring. Director of Agric for Obuasi East, Yao Osei, says the illegal miners have overtaken lowlands purposed for horticultural produce, threatening food security in the district. Uh, most of the uh, lowland areas which were used to cultivate vegetables and rice have been taken over by these uh, galamseyes, these activities of galamseyes. And if care is not taken, uh, it will go a long way to affect the food production in the district, which will also go a, a long way to affect the food situation, food security situation in the country in general. Formation of sinkholes, contamination of soil, and loss of biodiversity are a few of the deleterious impacts of illegal mining on farmlands. There have been urgent calls on the government to find pragmatic solutions to the menace. In its bid to salvage the worsening situation, Anglico de Shanti Obasimai, through its 10-year socio-economic development plan, has converted about 50-acre degraded lands in the Obasimai municipality and five adjoining districts into agroforestry block farms. Launched two years ago, the climate-resilient oil palm project is expected to contribute to Ghana's deforestation mitigation targets by the end of 2026. Daniel Artabentum, a sustainability superintendent at AGA Obwasemine. As part of our socioeconomic development plan, 10-year plan, uh, agric intervention is one of the key areas that we are looking at. Uh, so if you look at the plan, we've made several support towards agriculture. One of the key or highlight areas is the climate resilient oil palm project, which is affecting about six districts within the Adansi enclave 
and this is to try and then uh, see how we're able to use oil palm to reclaim lots of the land that have been degraded or that has been used for mining purposes. Uh, in the study uh, with Solidarity that shows that uh, the Adansian Cliff is, what is, is climate vulnerable. Nearly 30,000 oil palm seedlings of two variants are being distributed to over 2,500 farmers in the Obwasi Municipal, Obwasi East, Adansi North, Adansi South, Adansi Asokwa, and Adansi Akrofum districts. So uh, right here in the seedling yard, we have about two varieties. Uh, that is the, the palm millet and then also the one we got from uh, Ghana, Sumatra. Uh, each of these seedlings have their strengths uh, and we would want to uh, sort of put it across the Adansi enclave and learn from it. One is good and resistant to uh, uh, drought, the other also comes in abundance when it's seasonal and, and these are the balances that we want the farmers to have, such that in their farm you see different varieties and, and, and withstanding different, different conditions that we face within the Adansi enclave. The project will not only help restore these lands and reduce climate change impacts caused by illegal mining, but also expand livelihood opportunities to beneficiary communities. Nana Apiakubi has been farming for over three decades now. He is positive the project will be another source of income to support his family and attract the youth to agriculture. It's going to support me a, a whole lot. Because when it started producing, even if I'm weak, if I can't go, the, the, the factory itself will come and buy it for me to get money. So it will help me a lot. So for how long have you been doing this farming? Produce from the farms are expected to feed oil mills in your Boise enclave. When you come to uh, Obwasi East District, there are a lot of oil palm industries, processing industries in the district. So they thought it wise that they, uh, going into this oil palm production will go a long way to help the farmers and also the, the, uh, the industries so that they can be in business. For Joy News, my name is Emmanuel Bright Kweku. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. This is Newsdesk. The Ghana Union of Traders Association is asking the Ghana Ports and Harbors Authority to suspend the implementation of new port tariffs and engage stakeholders. Now, the association says these charges would further compound the high cost of doing business. Guta says the announcement comes as a surprise to its members who continue to suffer the effects of many taxes and levies that have been introduced in recent times. This morning, Guta President Dr. Joseph Obing joins me for some further analysis and discussion on this. Thank you so much for your time, Mr. Obing. So, I, I mean, I find it quite interesting that you say that this happened on your blind side. You were not aware at all that these uh, new import charges were going to be introduced? Yeah, that's surprising because we are having engagement with um, 
the Ghana Port Authority, and we have, it is not conclusive. We haven't built any consensus. And then they brought this on the blunt side of the stakeholders. Um, uh, it doesn't show respect to us. Right. And we are not going to allow this. Because especially coming the way that we allow them to uh, make an uh, increase uh, only uh, barely a year now. So uh, they cannot continue to increase um, the, the tariffs. Um, um, uh, especially at this time that we are all complaining that cost of doing business in this country is extremely high. And that um, is collapsing businesses. Even the, uh, It's not good even for the port authorities themselves because uh, barely four months ago, they called us uh, and uh, complained that the port uh, is not, ha not having the needed traffic that it used to be mm. and that we should find a solution to it. And we said that the problem has been the cost of doing business at that port. If that is not taking, most of us are going to do our business through the lobby port because the cost here is too much. And right. when that happens, is it going to help the, uh, the country? It's not going to happen. Doc. And so they, they should be careful and mindful of um, the charges that they keep um, uh, planning. And when, when this happens, you know what also follows? Then the shipping lines is also influenced to also increase their, their, their charges. And it compounds the problem for us all the time. Doc, so if I get to you, we're not entirely surprised about the the introduction of new new port charges, but you were aware because you were having a meeting. Your concern is the fact that that meeting was not concluded and then the, the, the GPHA went ahead to implement these. But exactly what, what, what justification did the Ports and Harbors Authority give for this new increment? And they were using um, the exchange rates and all that. Even now, if that is so um, the reason, the exchange rate is stabilized for now. So what else do they have to say? And they were talking about uh, utilities and all that. But you see, um, one thing that even worries us the most is the fact that the, during the last increment, they introduced a new um, port charges. That's the uh, Port uh, Infrastructure Development Fund. And that one, it was a new um, 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 charge. And then they, they tried to convince us that they have to um, uh, renovate all the um, uh, motor, uh, the roads in Tema, and that they have become unmotorable. Uh, and it's true. And so we allow that. But since a year now, go to port, uh, Tema Port and see the roads, especially from that, that, uh, the vehicle run about to uh, uh, Tema itself. It's so much trouble, and we don't know how the fund uh, uh, is being used. And it's very unfortunate, and we demand even accountability of that. Before even we can this go... This come up during uh, the meeting. Did this come up during the meeting, the issue of uh, the levies that were taken for maintaining the roads and the fact that that hasn't happened? Did you raise those yeah, concerns during the yeah, meeting? What, the what meeting, response we, did you we, get? We demanded some sort of accountability, and that uh, we want to see the progress of this route. And then we are, we've seen nothing, and especially when we've paid almost a year. At least the, 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 that stretch, that last stretch from that runabout to port, we should have seen some uh, work in progress. And if that happens, it means that we are just being taken for uh, granted and being uh, the, 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 the mother cow that they are just uh, milking us. It, it is not fair. Uh, businesses cannot contain um, these extortive um, charges any longer. And we are not going to allow that until um, we have been able to build some consensus. And if we have to accept it, then we see the appropriate time to bring. For now, businesses are overburdened with these um, taxes and high costs of doing business. It's unacceptable. It's completely unacceptable. You say that this will likely translate into the shipping lines also increasing their costs. What about, yeah. the con what about the consumer? For, for those of us who purchase items from um, business people like you who have to import them into the country, yes, what happens the, to the cost the of products? That's, that's the, unfortunate, the most unfortunate thing because we keep on piling these costs on these um, 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 uh, uh, customers. And that, when that happens and the prices are high, it goes back to 
um, destroy our businesses because it means that the consumers are unable to purchase the volumes that they used to buy, and then it destroys our turnover. Business tries on turnover. And so when um, um, goods and services are high in the market, most people think it goes in our favor. No, it doesn't go in our favor. It rather um, 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 curtails the turnover, and that we are unable to service our debts and all that at the bank. So it is not in our interest that prices go up, and that we keep on piling some of these costs uh, um, on the consuming public. It is not fair. They also need to have a respite. You understand? Mm. So now that the GPHA has gone ahead to implement these new port tariffs, um, you, as you suggest, uh, even before a meeting could end conclusively between all the parties, uh, beyond this call, what are you, or how are you hoping to engage with the, the, the port authorities to, to listen to your side of the story as well? Yeah, um, I've called the, uh, the CEO, and then we are also sending a letter, um, an official letter to them, calling them uh, to um, to stop the implementation. And I believe uh, that they will agree uh, to that because they have good rapport with uh, the stakeholders. And that's why we say we are surprised that they should go behind us and then um, introduce this, implement this um, 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 extra levy. Thank you for making time to, to speak to us this morning. That's Dr. Joseph Obeng. He's Guta president. And um, this morning we've been speaking to him on the new import charges that have been introduced by the Ghana Port and Harbors Authority. He talked about the impact of this on the cost of doing business and even the cost of the items that will eventually be on the market. Moving on to some other stories now. In the emergence of COVID-19, saw the introduction of several orthodox remedies to suppress the activities of the virus in the human system. But to find a safe and efficient treatment for the disease, research institutes in 13 African countries, including Ghana, joined forces to embark on an anti-cough clinical trial almost two years after the global health researchers at the Kumasi Center for collaborative research in tropical medicine, KCCR, have concluded studies in Ghana, which contributed the highest recruits for the study on the continent. More details in the following report. The Antikov is an open-label randomized comparative adaptive platform trial that tests the efficacy and safety of treatments in 2,000 to 3,000 mild to moderate COVID-19 patients in 13 African countries, including Ghana. The study identified early treatments that can prevent the progression of COVID-19 to severe disease with potentials of limiting transmission. Dr. John Amwesi is the leader for the Global Health and Infectious Diseases Research Group at KCCR. In our country, in many parts of Africa, the majority of COVID cases were mild to moderate. So it was very important to find treatments that would prevent these people from progressing to severe COVID. So this, this is a study that was run in a couple of African countries, including Ghana. And Ghana was one of the main countries where the study was conducted. Study is over, and we have begun the analysis of the findings. It's yet to come out. In Ghana, the clinical study was largely conducted at a Confanochi Teaching Hospital. Emergency medicine specialist and the research lead at CAF, Dr. Joseph Boni, indicated that a total of 214 were recruited for master study, the highest on the continent. The clinical research investigated the factors affecting the transmission and impact of COVID-19 treatments on the type, strength and duration of antibody and cellular immune response in sub-Saharan Africa. The analysis of the results are currently underway to establish the effectiveness of the various treatments. Well, the good thing about this kind of study is that it tells you what works and what doesn't work. So through the study, we were able to contribute information to know what doesn't work. Already you know that chloroquine was dropped. And studies like this contributed to the knowledge that chloroquine is not necessary or does not really work. 
Uh, there are several other treatments that came through which we realized did not really work and others that happened to contribute a bit. But I must point out that the actual findings of this trial are yet to be released. It's still under analysis and it's not only Ghana but the information that was collected across all the countries where this was done. So in the next couple of months we hope that we should be able to announce the findings from this trial. Multiple training sessions related to establishing clinical trial including site initiation, amendment visit, review training and protocol training were conducted. Medical Director at CAF, Dr. Kuju Sabing, noted the exercise builds the capacity of medical staff at a hospital. It's also advantageous when we have these interventional studies because it helps to build capacity of staff because anybody who takes part in the study has to be trained. Any research assistant, any doctor, any nurse, who is part of the study. You go through training. So it's something that you gain being uh, part of the research team. The research group after the clinical studies also donated two ventilators valued at $15,000 and other medical consumables to the hospital. So the emergency unit is really an area where we need to have a lot of ventilators because I mean, people who come in and have breathing difficulties, before they are stabilized, are supposed to be on these ventilators. That is why a donation to the emergency unit is really in order. Now, illegal mining activities have rendered many water bodies in Ghana unsuitable for domestic and industrial activities. The affected communities that are mostly rural are unable to afford water filters. Fortunately, mechanical engineering students of the Sunyane Technical University have come up with a pedal-powered water filter to solve this problem. Love FM's PC Deborah traveled to Sunyane to meet the developers Lia Nueva Onchaga and Linda Tia for Tech Thursday. The machine comprises a filter attached to a bicycle mounted on a metal platform. As the bicycle is pedaled, the movement of the wheel draws water into the filter. The filtered water is then collected in the container. Right there we have a reverse osmosis machine. It has been purposely created for rural areas where we cannot have access to clean water. So what the machine does is it purifies the water from particles. So you can use this machine who is powered by manpower. So you can just place it at your borehole or your riverside and you paddle, you paddle it. After this stage, you get clean water. What the semi-permeable element will do is like, it will remove all the particles from the water. So you can, you can maintain this semi-permeable element by opening it, you clean it. Maybe after one month, you can clean it and you fix it back onto the machine. As a bonus, the machine can be your go-to fitness training equipment. Reporting for Joy News, Kwesi Debra. Now, the United States Agency for International Development, USAID, has indicated that Ghana's fish stock has witnessed an improvement following the introduction of the closed season. The USAID's Ghana Mission Director, Kimberly Rosen, says a biological assessment conducted showed that harvest improved after the 2022 closed season. She was speaking at a ceremony in Adena to officially announce the end of the 2023 closed season. It's the last day of the one-month-long closed season for canoe and inshore fishers in Ghana. The closed season directive was introduced by the Ministry of Fisheries and Aquaculture Development and Fisheries Commission in partnership with the United States Agency for International Development to conserve the country's marine environment. Fisher folks here in Adina are preparing their fishing gears in anticipation of the beginning of the new season. While some paint their boots, others are fixing nets among other activities. Isaac and his colleagues are hoping to have bumper harvest after the closed 
season as experienced in the previous years. As the fisher folks prepare to go back to sea, stakeholders have warned against engaging in illegal fishing activities in their expedition. The Deputy Minister for Fisheries and Aquaculture Development, Moses Enim, made this known at a ceremony in Adina to announce the end of this year's close season for canoe and inshore fishers. I take this opportunity to entreat fishers to desist from all forms of illegal fishing activities so that together we shall reap the gains from the implementation of the closed season. In the light of the above, Toby Chairman, the Ministry, in collaboration with enforcement agencies like the Ghana Navy and the Ghana Marine Police, would intensify monitoring and surveillance activities on our marine waters. The implementation of the ministerial directive on drug gear selectivity will be continued to help reduce the catch of juvenile fish and address the issue of excessive bycatch and dumping. The Ghana Mission Director of the United States Agency for International Development, Ms. Kimberly Rosen, acknowledged the difficulty fisher folks go through during the closed season, but stressed its benefits to conserving the marine environment. Given the number of communities that rely on the sea for livelihoods, this annual sacrifice is really an annual investment. We conducted an assessment conducted after the 2022 closed season, we found that both the number of fish being caught and the average size of these fish increased the month after the closed season. So I think these findings, findings confirm that the closed season is indeed improving fish stocks. The closed season spans between 1st July and 31st July for canoe and inshore fishers, while that of industrial trawlers spans from July 1st to August 31st every year. Fred Kwame Asari, Joy News, Adina. This is News Desk with me, Bernice Abubedulansa. Up next, we've got business news, Daryl Kwao. Has the details. Stay. To football with Go TV. Nobody but Go TV gives you all games of La Liga and Syria. The Premier League and UEFA games that matter, and the world's favorite cup competitions. Get Go TV Super for only 249 CDs to enjoy the football overload. Go TV, love it. Hello, my name is Abeku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still need job better with EcoBank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of Ecobank. Download Ecobank Mobile from Google Play Store. All the store and discover the if you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all listen up 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Smart way to bank. Echo Bank. The Pan-African Bank. The second clinic of the 2023 edition of the (laughs) promises to excite patrons in many ways. The West Hills Mall will host all relevant players in the housing and construction industry in Ghana from Friday 4th to Sunday 6th August 2023. From 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., this year's exhibition is under the theme Home Ownership, Affordability, Comfort, or Luxury. Visit the clinic and engage the providers in the housing value chain on all your housing needs, be it financing, land acquisition, rent to own, outright purchase, roofing, lighting, electronic appliances, home security, or home furnishing. The Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair is your one-stop shop for everything housing. To register as an exhibitor, please call 0244-260-653. There will be daily giveaways by the sponsors to visitors at the fair. The Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair is in partnership with Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank, and powered by the Plant City Extension Project from Citizen Habitats. Rent to own. And of prioritize asking state-owned institutions to complement the effort of government in ensuring macroeconomic stability. According to him, government is determined in ensuring a robust economy amidst the current economic downturn, and institutions should not relent in their efforts to support uh, the government. He was speaking at the 70th anniversary launch of GCB Bank PLC. Finance Minister anniversary launch reiterated government commitment in supporting banks to bounce back. He, however, commended the efforts of GCB Bank PLC in contributing to the national development agenda. I reaffirm our government's commitment to creating an enabling environment for the financial sector to thrive. We'll continue to implement policies that foster economic growth, financial stability, and inclusivity. It has been a challenging year, and I described it in the media review as a period in which we all have been bruised, we have been battered, and we have been broken. However, we stood firm, resolute, and resilient. And this is what GCB should continue to be. So clearly, it has been a very challenging year. What matters most, however, is that our respective institutions and as we as government and GCB were not deterred by our circumstances. Managing Director for GCB Bank PLC, Kofi Adumaku, maintained that the bank will continue to improve on its customer experience. We have also strategically increased our investment in the retail business in tandem with the growth in disposable incomes of, individual, of individuals. Through our innovative digital channels, we successfully cater for our discerning retail customers and will continue to do so. So, for the second time today, I welcome you all to our 70th anniversary and back to the promised bank. 
The anniversary is under the theme 70 years of providing unraveled financial solutions towards the socioeconomic development of Ghana. Also in the news this morning, players within the real estate sector are optimistic the Real Estate Act as well as a proper regulatory framework will support the operations of the sector to expand. According to lawyer and engineer Theophilo Jimega, the move will aid in the fight against money laundering within the industry and sanitize operations. He spoke to Joy Business at the official opening of Sudan Land Bank, Lim- Land Bank Limited. The introduction of the Real Estate Act is to streamline the operations of real estate agents and brokers for better organization and accountability. According to engineer Theophilos Jimega, players should desist from activities that will affect the growth of the sector. The Real Estate Act is a, a game changer. I see it to be uh, something that will make it that people who use real estate at money laundry conduits will, make sure, will be aware that the, the law now prohibits something like that. They will be caught. Now, it also makes it that you don't just go to anybody for the person to say, I'm an agency, I sell. No, you need the license before you do that. And when you don't do that, there is a penalty for, that, for it. It's up to a um, jail term up to five years or a fine. That is it. So that will be a real changer in terms of the real estate agency. Managing Director of Sudan Land Bank Limited, Agnes Jan EJ, called for more partnerships within the space. The best investment anybody can do in this world today is to invest in land. So I'm going to talk a bit about land this afternoon. I know you all believe that land ownership over the years has been very challenging and very stressful with a lot of uncertainties and heartbreaks. And I believe that we at Sidan Land Bank have taken all your concerns into consideration and brought closure to all your concerns regarding security and litigation in acquiring land in Ghana and across Africa. The company says land bank is necessary since land acquisition is a major factor contributing to Ghana's housing challenges. And that's it for business. The news continues after this break. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.